0: what's up everybody this is the betrayed the addicted and the expert my name is Brandon, and I am the expert
1: and I'm Ashlyn and I was the betrayed
0: and I'm Kobe the recovering addict what you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing
2: hey guys welcome to the latest episode and uh, we're glad to have you and uh this month is September, and this is the uh, the latest this, episode. This month is
0: not September. It's actually October. Well, it's or October. orgasmic October. Uh, or, oh, I like that. A little bit of spillover. We, we just can't get enough of talking about sex, so we're we're letting September spill over into
1: October. Like and totally. let's be honest, you guys can't either. That's yes. why we're talking about it.
0: <laughs> Very good
2: point. Okay, so I'm going to start first with a uh, fan shout out. This is uh, ally UT. Thank you so much for taking are for talking about what others won't. Your podcast is a breath of fresh air and it's a wonderful feeling knowing you're not alone on a hard journey. Okay. Awesome.
1: awesome. Thank you. And we are talking about the stuff that no one really wants to talk about. And that's why, because we don't want people to feel alone. Um, I'm hearing a lot of feedback uh, from couples saying that this specific um, series of podcasts that we're doing on sex has really sparked some intimate conversations and taking them to places they've never been as a couple. Um, they may not be joining in on the 30 day sex fast or the 30 days of sex, but they're talking about it. And that's what we want.
0: Right. They're, they're, they've probably been stuck for a while, just kind of doing what they're doing. And um, they're, you know, listening to this and listening, listening to it together. I don't know how they couldn't talk about sex and intimacy. So along those lines we're gonna keep going with it and um, this this topic like most topics with sex can be pretty um, triggering uh, for for the betrayed can be pretty triggering for, for the sex a- addict and so um, as we talk about this I, I want you guys to understand that, um, we're not shooting on anybody so we're not saying you should be in a certain place with your relationship when it comes to sex we're just talking about sex and so um, today we're talking about embracing your 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 individual sexuality and so um, what does that even mean when 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 we say that like what do we even mean by individual sexuality?
1: Okay for me, I would say it's Being open enough with yourself that you know what you like, Uh what you desire, what turns you on, what turns you off. Yeah. And um, I say the next step would be telling your partner those things. Exactly. That's good, Ashlyn.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I totally agree with that. And uh, I think this is, I think, a, a super good, another really good topic for me personally just to... To have introspection and to say, where am I, right? And um, have I adequately deporned my brain? And um, am I able to um, really mindfully remove myself from the definition of, of um, you know, sex equals love, mm-hmm. and um, and really own this is this is where this is where I am, and these are the components of my individual sexuality. And, um, so it's, it's not a, it's not a simple, straightforward thing because for me, it's, it's, um, there's, there's still, it's still kind of laced with shame, I think.
0: Well, last, last episode we talked about sex and shame Uh and, you know, to embrace yourself, your, your, your individual sexuality. Um, yeah, exactly. For, for so many people, sex equals shame. So if you have anything about you sexually you're, you're not going to want to share that with anybody and you want to keep that to yourself and i think most people have a lot of things about who they are sexually that they never share or never want to share with anybody else um, we, we all have what's called an arousal template and an arousal template is um, it, what that means is we all have certain things that we um, like and We're kind of conditioned into those things, depending on who we are. Some of it's born into us. I don't think the research has really been done to say, is it nurture or nature that gives us our arousal template? But our arousal template means that for some of us, some things really are exciting. And for others of us, they're not exciting. And there's no right or wrong when it comes to an arousal template. Um, It just is. And to be able to be open about it and share it and talk about it and show somebody who you are when it comes to your arousal template is really, really helpful in terms of intimacy. And if you have that level of safety in your relationship, it doesn't mean that you're going to do everything that's on your arousal template because it, it might not work for the other person, but you can at least express it and you can talk about it and you can be vulnerable with that. Right? So should I give us some examples? Yeah, Things on arousal template. Um, So just, you know, some people have same sex attraction. That would be an example of arousal template, right? Okay. Some people are into certain fetishes. They're into certain ways of having sex. For example, you know, uh, maybe a little bit riskier sex. Now I'm not saying destructive sex, but something a little bit more, you know, not so run of the mill sex. Um, I'm trying to think it can be anything, you know, you could have sex with a teddy bear sitting next to you. Maybe that'll do it for you. Right. Whatever it is, you know, even now, I am in no way condoning this and saying it's okay but even being sexually attracted to children that's on somebody's arousal template it does not mean that it's okay to do that right uh, in whatsoever but that's on their arousal template and so they can they can own that they can say that's there for me i have to i have to control that i have to put that aside i have to right but if they could own that with somebody and talk openly about it and that person could understand and connect to them then there would be some connection there, right? Um, it does, in no way means they need to act on it, right? Can that also help them from acting? Absolutely, if it's if it's more covert and underground and there's more shame around mm. it, it gives it more power and more energy to, to, to actually go act out with it, okay. right? So so you take your arousal template, right? Kobe, you have an arousal template, Ashton, you have an arousal template, and you guys have different arousal templates. For sure. But your partners, and you, sexually you are connected right so if you each bring that to the table how does that work right if 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 Ashlyn's arousal template is different than yours Kobe and vice versa Ashlyn then how do you work that into compatibility
2: i mean that's that's exactly that's exactly where we are because um, my sexual experience even as a young kid was very different from from Ashlyn's and um, was not only influenced by the consumption of porn, and even as a kid, it was whenever the wind sometimes literally, whenever the wind blew it in, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, um, but but there was still sexual acting out as, as a kid, um, and as a teenager that, um, created a very different path and experience, um, coming into marriage. And and those are and, what, and what's interesting is that I had it in my head before we, um, before we got married, that all that stuff that I had done was just bad. Right. W- was bad. And, and the idea in my head was, is that, and this came from a, from a church leader, was I'm not to talk about it. If I really want to be, like, legit forgiven for it, for it, for the stuff that I had done, then I'm not to
0: talk about it. And I, so, and, so you're coming back to sex equals shame, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Like, to, to be sure. So
0: from the get-go, your sexuality was met with hide it, avoid it yeah don't bring it out, don't talk about it totally right?
2: and I think that the the, the, the proper context it's funny, Ashley, I talked about this for years that I was told um to to never you know talk about it, you know anything sexual um prior to any sexual experience prior to marriage, but I think what was really discussed in, in in the proper context it was meant this didn't this message was not didn't didn't wasn't nailed home in my head was. To talk about it in a grandiose, hey, let's talk about the good old days, kind of a, um, a scenario, isn't a healthy thing to go back and fantasize and to relive and so forth, like, guy conversation around the table. Do you know what I mean? Right. It was. Um, that's really what it, I think. What it was meant. Um, but the message that I got was I'm not supposed to talk about it at all. So, that that also is one of the reasons why we went into marriage, really, based on, a, on like based on a lie, because. I did talk that, about see, That would
0: make me wonder in terms of how your individual sexuality developed, uh-huh. is I wonder if sex was very connected to um, being covert. Uh-huh. And so it was almost arousing to be hidden with your sexuality, right? Mm-hmm. And so things like being in a hotel room alone across the world away from Ashland, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like I can, I'm, I'm alone and I can hide and I can get away with this. It's a lot more totally. triggering. I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just kind of. No. Well, psychoanalyzing here. I, I wouldn't. Well, thank you <laughs> for that. But but
2: just. I, I'd never used. I would have never used the word, um, ha, like covert, to describe part of my sexual template. Mm-hmm. But there's truth to what you just described. Right. Because as soon as I knew that I was going to go on a trip, I was just. I was hijacked months before. Right. And then. You knew that if you could be trip.
0: alone, you knew that you could hide things. You could then totally. sexually. there There's. Yeah. So that's interesting. Right? Yeah. So our arousal templates develop over time. So at a very young age, you were given this message of, you know what, hide who you are sexually. And so you started to develop that into into who you are sexually, Mm -hmm. right? Hide who you are. Mm -hmm. So
1: yeah, it's common. I'm learning as I talk more about this over on social media so openly, that a lot of women like me didn't figure out things until their 30s right and and figuring out right. what their template is and what turns them on and how to even yes. be turned on, right? What's going on with their body? They don't know these things. So if you are one of those women, no matter what your age, you are far from alone. Right. And and the reason we are doing this episode is for you to say it's okay for me to figure these things Absolutely.
0: out. Absolutely. Yeah. I think women are are taught very at a very young age that your individual sexuality isn't, isn't real and it's not okay. Right. Meaning, meaning, you know, you're supposed to have sex to have babies and you're supposed to have sex to please your husband. And that's why you have sex. And, um, in, in, in reality, you know, not until you're 30 or later or never. Right. Sometimes, um, do you give yourself permission to say, who am I sexually? What do I like? What do I like to experience? Um, you know the act of sex during sex what really does it for me um and you know f- for a woman to to feel sexy and to to be sexual um is it happens a lot a lot longer before the actual act of sex and so to to kind of nurture that and honor that and to to be that is important But if you're not giving yourself permission to be an individual when it comes to sex, then you're not going to be able to do that, right?
2: So, So. are you you saying like, um, are you saying that owning the fact that that because you're human, you actually are a sexual being is kind of like the the gateway is internal conversation is okay, but also something that can be pursued to with, with the point of being embraced.
0: No, yeah, no, pursued to embrace it, right? Which is opposite in so many ways of, of, of what we're taught when we when we talk about sex and shame. Don't be sexual because it's shameful. How about this? Be sexual because you're human, right? So, why are we so scared of individual sexuality? Now, now let's be clear. we're not, we're not talking about masturbation, right? We're talking about you as an individual, being a sexual being. Why,
1: why is that threatening
2: to I us? think that's just super vulnerable. I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, which. it's
1: vulnerable one. Um, I think also because I was the ones betrayed, it's, it's scary to, to, it's that love hate, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, if you are in betrayal trauma, it is a, I love you and I want you to enjoy sex. I want to enjoy sex, but also I'm really mad at you. Yeah. Yeah, And so that's scary to even... So it's really hard to take your individual sexuality and
0: who you are and say, hey, Kobe, come on over here yeah. and, and enjoy this with me because, ouch, like you've hurt me when I've been vulnerable with you. So I'm not going to really get into my individual sexuality yeah. and who I am with you because, ouch, right?
1: Yeah, you've hurt yeah. me. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: That makes a lot of sense.
0: And that's, ha- that's a really hard thing to start to heal from. Um, after betrayal, but it's possible, but it takes, it takes an immense amount of risk on the part of the betrayed to be able to say, yes, I'll, I'll get vulnerable again and show you again who I am.
1: Yeah. So I'll be vulnerable right now and tell you that for Kobe and I, um, you know, we're four plus years into recovery and just spent this last year working on our sexual intimacy. So maybe late to the club, maybe, maybe fast for some people. I don't know, but it's our journey and that's where we're at. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um but for me I told Kobe you know some of the things I, I ha- I'm not ready to go to and be in a place of like I'm ready to do this and and accept all of it is I'm I got terrified what if I give him this much uh-huh. right yeah. because I ha- I haven't before and it opens up this huge door to like, yes, she finally did this thing and now we can do all these other things. Yes.
0: Yes. But you see, there's fear every, every yeah. much way. What if I don't give him enough? And then what's it going to yeah, do? He'll go somewhere else. Right. And what if I, what if I do too much and then it opens up Pandora's box and right. Totally. And, which leads to when we talk about individual sexuality and who you are, um, you want to be able to be vulnerable with your partner. That's why safety in the relationship is so important, right? If, if you can trust Kobe, Ashlyn, then you can explore things and do things and, and be there in that moment with him. Um, if you trust him, right? If, if there's fear that creeps in at all, then you're gonna start kind of second-guessing why you're doing what you're doing, and, and you're not as present, and you're not in, in the moment as much, and you, you won't enjoy it, right? Right. So... I'm just thinking, like, trust... Right.
2: I'm just thinking like in order, like in order for us to be like really connected sexually, there needs to be a feeling of trust and safety in order to really be um, relaxed and
0: in the moment. And it is the key ingredient that to is the intimacy. Key. Yes. To, to emotional intimacy and to sexual intimacy. If you don't have trust and safety, then you're not gonna wanna express yourself and you're not gonna wanna be vulnerable, right? And so a lot of couples come in saying, dang it, our sex life isn't working. You know, a therapist, please fix it. Yeah. And uh, what really needs to be fixed is, is the relationship and the foundation of that relationship, which is trust, um, to be able to say, is that person next to you are they safe enough for you to be you when it comes to your sexuality? Are they safe enough for you to be you when it comes to your emotions and your spirituality? Right. And 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 that's what intimacy is: is when the other the the other person can say, "You know what? I know they love me no matter what. I know they're honest with me. I know they're connected to me. So yeah, I'm safe. I can let go and I can be vulnerable."
2: Well, I I, I mean personally, I think this is. This is bringing up a lot of, um, for me, that the thought process is, I must since since Ashland and I are not on the same page, or we're on the same page with a lot of things, but there's a few things that we're not on the same page with, or we're not ready to address. There, there's shame that I feel because of that, like oh, I must be wrong or bad if I think about this, or my on my template is this and this, but it's not on Ashland's. And so that's one of those things that I've had to really walk back from to say, okay, this isn't bad. This is just my template, but this just isn't where we are.
0: Yes. And and, that's
2: a good point, Kobe. And that's, and that's, um, that's also, that also doesn't make number one Ashlyn wrong, nor does it make me wrong. It just means that we're different and we're individuals, but it also does not represent Ashlyn's rejection of me. And, and that's a piece that took a really, really long time, even in, even in the last four years,
0: for me to be like, oh, <laughs> Ashlyn's like.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but I think there's some, there's some really important communication that needs to go on with that. In that, in that let's say you go to Ashlyn, and I'll just make something up. Let's say you say, I wanna have oral sex in the morning. Right, Mm -hmm. Like, that's my thing. Mm -hmm. That's what I want, right? And I just, that that would just do it for me, right? Okay, and Ashton's like, "Uh, ah, safety-wise, like, I just can't give that to you, Kobe, right? Mm -hmm. Now, in that moment, is she rejecting you? You're saying no.
2: No, no, totally. And that's, that's, I can hear the message, like, in my conscious mind, and, and what has been important for me, what I haven't only recently been able to do is realize, Okay, when Ashlyn's like not ready for X, whatever it is, right? It's that's that's not a rejection. That's no, that's simply not. That's it, just. It
0: might be her saying, "Hey, this is where I'm at sexually. Like, totally oral, oral sex in the morning it won't like that's just not me. Like that's not on my arousal template. But here's the important part of the communication, right? Is for for you guys to be able to connect and say, you know what, Kobe, like, I, you're okay to want that. It's so I, you know. I I love you just as you are. You shouldn't be s- somebody different. That's not what I'm saying, mm-hmm. right? And I, w- I actually wanna understand why you want that, why that's important to you. It doesn't mean I'm gonna give it to you, right? right? But I still care about you. I still love you.
1: I'm not rejecting you,
0: right? Do you, do you see that? Totally.
1: Yeah, and I also see that that's a place of recovery and yeah. and not when you're in the beginnings Absolutely, because that sounds super easy to do for me now. But in the beginning, I would be like, "Who are you even talking to, Brad?" Right,
0: (laughs) right. Why would I want to talk to him about his sexuality? Yeah, and uh, something that's that's been pressure filled, and hurtful, and just just painful all around. Why would I step into that with him to get to know him better? Right. Right. Especially if I don't know how to have healthy boundaries with him, it's really hard. Yes, I agree. But so that is higher level recovery stuff.
1: Okay. So. so, Brennan, what if we get to a place where we say, okay, I understand what my individual template is, but we haven't been having sex? Okay. How do you even start that?
0: How do you start to, uh, if it's been a long time? Yeah. How, do you, how I mean, d-
1: we're getting messages from people saying years. Right. And so those who people who are listening and, and it has been a long time where do they even start how do you break the slump right it, and it, it the, the longer it goes
0: the more uncomfortable it gets right and 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 uh you're, just, you're not used to initiating you're used to being separate from each other and so it can be really difficult to start it up again right the first step though is what i was just talking about is you know if you're sexual you're a sexual being and just because you don't have safety in your relationship doesn't mean that your sex drive completely dries up right but if you want healthy intimacy in your relationship then and you haven't had sex for a long long time chances are that it's not about sex it's about something very different Um, there's other issues in the relationship so you need to go after those Um, you know work on rebuilding that foundation of trust and safety in the relationship. So if you want a healthy sex life be willing to do the hard work it's going to take to actually rebuild that trust in the relationship and create safety. If you want safety in the relationship, then give safety in the relationship. Right? So yeah. you so you work on being a safe person for them and hopefully they'll work on being a safe person for you. If you feel like both of you are safe, then it's time to take some some risks. It's time to do some things where you put yourself out there and and face rejection as a possibility. It, it will probably happen once or twice. Now,
2: rejection. Let's be let's be super super clear on on the use of that word. That's not a rejection of you as a person. That's simply just your partner saying. I'm not ready for that, or timing isn't right for me, or that's not okay with me.
0: Don Miguel Ruiz and the four agreements. One of the the agreements is don't take anything personally. Now somebody would say, so my wife has rejected me the last 50 times that I've tried to have sex with her. You're telling me that's not about me? And I would absolutely say, yes, that's (laughs) not about you. (laughs) Don't take that personally. In fact, the more you take it personally, the less likely it is that she'll want to engage with you sexually. But if you don't take it personally, then you'll start to dive in with her about what's going on, where's she at? Why is she having a hard time with this? And you'll help her process through that. You'll help her work through that so that she can start to engage with you again sexually. So I'm glad you said that, Kobe, because you um, you know, you know, if, if I initiate sex with my wife and she says no, she's rejecting that. She's rejecting my kind of offer for intimacy and sex, right? right? Um, but she's not rejecting me, my very core, my, you know, I need to be willing to, to be able to give her the leeway to say no. Yeah. And, and it doesn't rock my world to my core of my self-worth, right? My self-worth is not dependent upon her saying, absolutely, let's have
1: sex. Right. So
2: that's awesome. That was a hard one for me Mm -hmm. to be able to, to face and deal with.
1: Well, and a hard one for me was being able to say, I'm going to work on this, Uh you know, because after being in a place where I don't have to work on this, I'm working on other things. I'm working my recovery and I'm working on my other stuff, right. To be a better human. Well, part of being a healthy human is healthy sex.
0: Absolutely.
1: And I think for me, I really had to flip a switch in my brain to say, this is my responsibility. Yes. I can't have, no one else can help me do this, but me. Yes. There's plenty of people that have great resources and tools, but they're not the ones making it happen. I am.
0: Yes. I love that Ashlyn. And a lot of women do get stuck in, look, I'm good without sex for the rest of my life. Like I'll just shut that off. We'll worry about other things. But the fact of the matter is, is um, your sexuality Ashlyn is, is so important for your relationship, right? And it's so important for you as an individual. Um, and, and so shutting that off is like shutting off being an emotional person, right? Or yeah. a spiritual person. And that's a big part of who you are, right? Yeah. Disconnecting from that is cool. like
2: disconnecting from emotions, disconnecting from um, identity
0: it's part of our identity. Our sexuality is part of us at our core, who we are. And so to just shut it off and say, I'm done with that, that uh, it's too hard to, to work on that in the relationship, you know, it's, it, it does create a void, um, if not for the individual, but it also creates a void in the relationship. So makes sense. Okay.
2: So this, this week on Patreon, What's going to be the, uh, the the big topic?
1: It's a QA. and a So we are answering lots of good questions that have been sent to us that have to do with sex. And mm-hmm. so you're going to get the answers from all three of us um, on these specific questions. So if you guys want to be a part of that, you can just jump over to Patreon, um, search The Betrayed, The Addicted, The Expert, and you'll find us. It's also linked in this podcast and on our websites
2: just click on details and scroll the bottom for episode notes and the first link is the link to the site
1: yeah that's it okay
2: guys thanks for being here um love to hear a uh, review from you or love to have you rate us over on itunes um that always helps people know who we are and what we do so thanks for being here guys